Welcome to Hard Stop, talking marketing, tech, business, and more with industry leaders and game changers. Our guest today is Dave Fancher, lead software engineer at Vibonomics and voted the very first Vibe Master. Vibonomics is a very unique place. It's a spectacular place. I think the values in general align with what I'm looking for. I think we have a, a very unique opportunity to shape a market and we've got some some very talented people driving the ship. And now it's your hard stop host, Adam Ritz. Well, Dave Fancher is uh, joining us on Hard Stop, uh, and we've stolen you away from your desk. You really have a hard stop. you got to get back to to building the software here at Vibonomics to talk about you being the inaugural Vibemaster, which is uh, sort of a new initiative here at Vibonomics. Uh, It's another way of saying Employee of the Month, and uh, your peers, your coworkers, your uh, leadership team, everyone voted for you to be the inaugural Vibe Master Employee of the Month. So first of all, let me just give you congratulations Thank you. Uh, from me to you. Uh, how's it feel to be a, a Vibe Master? <laughs> it feels like every other day, honestly. Um, no, I mean, it, it's fun. I mean, it's, it's cool. We have this cape that we wear around and we have fun with. Uh, it really kind of just caught me by surprise. Cause like I said, as we were chatting a little while ago, we've got plenty of people here that are just as deserving of it. It's a it's a great place to work, and we we thank our listeners for joining us. Uh, this is turning into a just a get to know Dave Fancher episode. Uh, one of the many great team members here at Vibonomics. Um, I want to get to like what you do for Vibonomics inside that the coding, the big brain, the software, sure. the uh, lead software engineer title at Vibonomics. What you actually do, but uh, let's step back to when uh, you were announced as the Vibe Master, uh, which again is our Employee of the Month. Uh, the very first one in an all-staff, all-hands-on-deck all meeting. Uh, it was a bit of a surprise. We had talked about that. Mm-hmm. Did you think? And then as they were introducing the sort of bio of this person does this, this person uh, has been exemplary in that, uh, this person also does this. Uh, at some point, you were like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Are they talking about me? Yeah, as uh, Jessica was mentioning, going through the list of reasons for nomination and reasons for selection, as she was going through that list, I'm just like, well, this could be this person or this person and this person. And it wasn't until the word engineer and outside of this building, <laughs> outside of the company came up that I'm like, oh, no, this is not me. <laughs> <laughs> and the purple cape. We're going to put a picture of you uh, on the uh, website, hardstopshow.com, in the purple cape uh, for our listeners and friends to see. Uh, your daughter, did she get a chance to see it? I know she's... Uh, uh, she's seen... If, if you're putting up the picture, I think you're putting up. She's seen that picture. She's seen the picture. Me at the water cooler. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. It's, uh, you look like a superhero yep, she, at she, work. She giggled. Um, so what do you do for Vibonomics? So uh, as Adam said, I am the one of the lead software engineers here. Uh, my responsibilities are primarily what we call our back end. So anything that you don't see on the screen is my domain. So I make our web application, talk to our companion applications and the database and orchestrate all those processes. Do you have any trouble with your eyesight? I mean, you're looking at a screen and I assume you've been doing this, you know, since you were 20. Uh, you've been looking at a screen eight inches in front of your face for the last 20 years. Well, I'm wearing glasses, but my <laughs> prescription hasn't changed in the past four. So uh, they're, they're not terribly thick. <laughs> Not too bad. <laughs> Not too bad. Uh, well, Dave and I have become friends, even though our departments don't really work that close together. I'm in programming. Dave's in software development. Uh, we've become friends sort of 
offline through the wonderful world of the Marvel Comics universe or cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Cinematic, right? Yeah. It's not the com- Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, the MCU, uh, Avengers, the whole series. We've talked about it. So if anybody listening has any <laughs> questions, you can email uh, Dave or myself to get our thoughts on uh, the entire MCU. Uh, if I could ask you about your volunteering that you do, yeah. um, with what you know how to do, your your vocation, you uh, well, I don't want to steal your thunder. What, wh- how do you pass on what you know how to do, your skill set to uh, volunteer? Sure. So I actually volunteer with two organizations. One is a youth-based organization called Tech Point Foundation for Youth. They oversee all of the coder dojo activities within Indiana. Um, Indiana has more coder dojos than any other state. So this is all about getting kids a head start with learning STEM-related materials. So whether it's programming or other types of engineering disciplines, uh, math type things, we have a dojo here in Fishers where uh, once a month the kids come in and we have a whole bunch of resources, whether it's Chromebooks or STEM-related toys that they can play with and hack on. We don't really do any guiding or, or formal curriculum with that. Really just want the kids to do self-exploring, self self-learning, those types of things, and really get that foundation that they wouldn't necessarily get in other environments. The other organization I volunteer with, uh, and I've been doing this one for uh, going on a year now, is a little off the beaten path, but uh, directly related to the career, and that is every Tuesday night I go over to Indiana Women's Prison and mentor the students, the inmate students at the Last Mile program and help them build up skills for hopefully obtaining a job when they come out of incarceration, come out of the system, and uh, ultimate goal, get them to land on their feet, reduce recidivism, those types of things. How in the world did you get involved with that? A uh, friend of a friend. Friend really, of a friend. Uh, when the governor started bringing this program to the state, it started in California. The first program was in San Quentin Prison. And when the governor started working on bringing it to the state. They had a kickoff with several of the board members from the last mile. We came in, there's a company downtown hosted the event. And I went down and heard what they had to say, really odd tangent, but I found out MC Hammer is on the board of directors for that program. So my <laughs> my career in software development has led me to meet MC Hammer twice. <laughs> never is that th- right? Yes. Yeah. Never thought I'd say that one. Uh, but he's a big tech investor. So the people that started the last mile out in California, when they wanted to get it ramped up, they brought him in and he was on board. And now he's very active in promoting the program and, and kind of being a, a face for it in a lot of ways. So you go every Tuesday, and is it a classroom setting? Is yeah. It, uh, uh, how, how big is the group? Uh, the, the group overall, uh, when they're in class, which I don't deal with the, uh, the day-to-day of the classroom, so they come in for night labs. There's other programs going on within the facility, so generally I'll have anywhere from three to, I've had as many as eight people come into the night labs, and while the program itself has a formal curriculum, we in the night labs really focus on the things that they're struggling with. Maybe we'll do some review. Maybe we'll do a whiteboard exercise and really just try to help them get a different perspective than they would necessarily get from the videos or other classroom instruction. So uh, outside of the course time with you, Mm -hmm. do they get time to work on it 
during the week until you go back on the next Tuesday? Yep. Do they have like homework and they can do computer labs? They have an open lab, which they have to sign up for, of course, I think every night. And then there's a number of us that go in and volunteer in the evening. I think we're at three right now for this particular location. Um, always looking for more volunteers. The Department of Correction website has a lot of information about how anybody else that wanted to do this could, could volunteer. Yeah, they have assignments they have to work through. They have tests they have to take. It's just like any other classroom experience. It just happens to be in prison. It's fascinating. Um, from the student perspective, are, are some of these uh, people, do they have a, a framework? Do they get halfway through a degree somewhere else? Is this their very first opportunity to work with this field? Do you have to, uh, if there's four people in the room, is the is the most skilled one light years ahead of the one who just started? And does that affect how you teach them? Well, I found with these students, a lot of them have had no experience in anything that would resemble this field. Granted, they haven't been there for their entire life, and some of them have had some exposure to various technologies, but the world doesn't stop while they're in there. So everything has advanced significantly since they entered that facility. And even if they had some experience ahead of time, they're learning new technologies in this program. So we have some gaps between the knowledge between the the different students. Um, Some of them are very, well, backing up, just like any other classroom experience. Some of them are further ahead. Some of them catch on to it faster. And those are the ones that jump in and help the other students catch up. And it's fun to watch. And it's fun to watch in a regular classroom and just as fun to watch in in prison classroom. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been doing this? About a year. About a year. Yeah. Has anybody in that year um, been released from prison, got got placed, job placement, and has kept in touch with you to let you know yeah, I haven't kept, a success story? I haven't kept in touch with any of them that have been released from the system. Um I know that there have been a few that have been released and have continued their education at some other local boot camp facilities. So uh, the Last Mile has teamed up with a couple of those local boot camps and uh, give them a nice way to continue that education, use what they've already learned through the Last Mile curriculum, and continue to develop those skills and hopefully get an even better job. Well, we encourage our listeners to uh, check out the Department of Corrections for volunteer opportunities, uh, other vocations even, not just software engineering. Uh, Real quick, I want to step back to the first thing you talked about, working with kids. Mm -hmm. How do those kids, um, how do they find that opportunity? Is it through their school or these at-risk kids? Are they kids that just want to learn more and it's like an after-school special uh, thing? Honestly, it depends on which dojo it is. The dojo, that's yes, killing yes. me. I Co- love that Coder name. Dojo, yeah. Kids they, love that name, yeah, too. The program, <laughs> some of them. Uh, <laughs> some don't. The, the program started in Ireland, of all places, so it's kind of interesting to see how it's expanded around the world. And as far as how the kids go about learning about these programs, in Indiana, it really depends on which particular one they're looking at. So I mentioned earlier that there are, I think, 27 or so dojos in the state. Most of those are actually private to individual uh, schools that are hosting them. And then there's a handful like the one here in Fishers that is open to the public. And we have uh, a presence on Meetup so we can find – anybody can find us there. And then we have, of course, uh, the overseeing organization, TechPoint Foundation for Youth. They are happy to point parents at any of the dojos that are most convenient to them. 
When you look back to when you were their age, when you were a kid, what, what were some of the activities you did that you can look back on now as a, as a man here at working at Vibonomics, the reigning Vibe Master, <laughs> and say, you know what, I can see when I was a kid playing around with those, with those kind of electronic toys, it led me to this career. Yeah, electronic toys still hadn't really picked up. Well, you're not that old. Oh, no, but we I really had a video have game. A, I'm we older had, than oh, you. We, we, my, I remember when my dad brought home a <laughs> PC Junior, uh, we, had, we had some games and whatnot, but the stuff that I have at the dojo, the micro bits and the little bits and all those various STEM toys, those weren't really available. You never took apart uh, anything you're, you're, you got for Christmas and, and tried to put it back together uh, no, and it didn't work and there, your dad were, yelled at you? No, not really. <laughs> uh, no, I was like getting in trouble. <laughs> uh, there were a few things I don't really remember offhand now. I got my start in programming with uh, a friend. It was typical game of young teenage boy one-upsmanship that he comes in and he's like, hey, look, I made my computer count to 10. And of course, I couldn't let it sit at that. And we had this cycle of, of one-upsmanship where I would go and do a little bit more and he would go do a little bit more and I'd do a little bit more. And before I knew it, we were in programming classes and getting A's on all everything and not even thinking about it. <laughs> Well, Dave Fancher, uh, we appreciate everything you do here at Vibonomics. we got to get you back to your desk so you can get back to work. The inaugural very first Vibe Master. Uh, you will be Vibe Master at heart for all time, even though it's just a monthly title. Uh, before I let you go, just wrap up, I guess, uh, your feelings from your heart uh, about what Vibonomics is all about. Vibonomics is a very unique place. Um, I came to the company about two years ago before it even had the Vibonomics name. And I started on contract. I was really going to be here for a few months, just stabilizing the product that was available at the time. There were some performance problems. And I came in and and saw what the product was, saw the team that was here at the time, and many of which are still here today, which is amazing when you think about attrition and companies and, and whatnot. But as I got to know the people here and see where the company was going, see the leadership, um, got really close with the product team, which I'm currently a member of. I'm like, you know, this is the place I'm like, I'm getting to a point where I don't want to be job hopping. I want to sit at a place. And, and I happened to come across this thanks to contact with somebody else who is also still here. And when a full-time position became available, I expressed my interests and, and it's run from there. It's a spectacular place. I think the, values in general align with what I'm looking for. I think we have a, a very unique opportunity to shape a market and we've got some some very talented people driving the ship. That's fantastic. Dave Fancher, your very first Vibe Master at Vibonomics. Thanks, Dave. Hey, thanks, Adam. We've come to a hard stop. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends to download and listen to all Hard Stop shows at hardstopshow.com or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play. I've got a hard stop, and this voiceover session is over.